1: Welcome back to the Rugby League, a guru podcast, a huge round of footy in round eight, and we'll be back this afternoon to give our full review on every single game. But something I just want to touch on, uh, obviously for me, the thing that unfortunately stood out from the weekend was, of course, the Sydney Roosters and their injuries. Now, taking on the Newcastle Knights, they had a big win there. I think it was 38-4, to 4, um, Sam Walker, unbelievable. Uh, Josh Morris, fantastic game, but the headlines without a doubt, uh, Brett Morris and Lindsay Collins. And look, right now in this team, this very moment, I, I think they're going to miss Lindsay Collins probably more than Brett, but experience-wise and everything that Brett brings, like just wow, he, is, he has just been such an unbelievable footballer. I said on my Instagram the other day that Brett Morris, he might not be the best winger we've ever seen, Arguably, he definitely could be. If you said to me, Brett Morris is the best winger we've ever seen, I wouldn't push back on you at all. Uh, but there's a lot of guys like Kenny Irvine and whatnot that personally I didn't get to see play. So it's hard for me to make a call on that. But Brett Morris, without a doubt for me, he is the most reliable and the most consistent winger I have ever seen. And look, You might roll your eyes at that going, oh, wingers, like the job's easy, blah, blah, blah. You know, we've sort of got that stigma around wingers. But far out. I mean, is there anything worse than having a footy team with a winger that you know you can't rely on? That a winger that you know if a bomb goes up to them, it's a 50-50 whether they come down to them. If they get a bit of shape thrown at them, are they going to shoot in? Are they going to panic? Are they going to hold their man when the ball gets kicked down to your own end, are they going to run from their wing to the other side to get in and take some tough carries? It's There are so many things that go into being a really good winger, especially in the modern game. I think they're more important than they ever have been. And we've seen so many teams with so many unreliable wingers over the last few years that, you know, it is a serious worry. If, if you're a side with one of these wingers, it's a nightmare. You have your middle forwards that do all this work you have your halves that put you in the right spots and then if you're let down by your wingers it is a nightmare and I can confidently say I don't think I've ever seen Brett Morris let a team down not once yeah and that might not sound like much but over 275 games is unbelievable I remember when he burst onto the scene it would have been 05 or 06 at the Dragons obviously twin brothers with Josh so there was sort of Um, that comical value around those two, but it took him a few weeks to score his first try. It took him about five or six weeks. I think he scored his first try. It was against Brisbane or North Queensland for the Dragons. This was uh, 05-06. So this was, you know, a quality footy side for the Dragons that he managed to burst into. This is the side that arguably could have been better Then their premiership winning side in 2010, but never quite delivered. You're talking Matty Cooper, Gaznia. You're talking Ben Hornby, Matty Head, uh, Trent Barrett. You've got young Ben Cray, Dean Young, Luke Bailey, Jason Riles. You know, a heap of really talented footballers in this side. And, you know, he, he jumped in that first season. I think he scored eight or nine tries in his first season. Did really well. Only played a couple of games in 2007. Started at fullback, a few games, but didn't play the whole season, um, and then it was really 2008 where Brett Morris hit the ground running. Played 16 games, scored eight tries, and then 2009 and 2010 came. And for for me, even though he was still at a young age, you know, he'd only played 40 odd first grade games. These 49 games between 2009 and 2010, these were probably arguably the best football we ever saw out of Brett Morris. He was unbelievable. 2009, he plays 24 games. He scores 25 tries. Simply incredible. And I still remember watching him against the North Queensland Cowboys. He scored four tries. In that game, the Dragons lost 24-20 to the North Queensland Cowboys. Brett Morris scored four tries. I would love to get a count on the amount of guys that have scored four tries in a game and lost. Yeah, he scored every single try for the St. George Illawarra Dragons, unbelievable. Two weeks later, he backed it up with a hat-trick against the Cronulla Sharks. Now, scoring seven tries in two games there, pretty incredible. I mean, pretty average compared to what he's done this year at age 36 or whatever. But back in these 2009, 2010 stages, and look, no doubt about it, he was in a really good position on these teams, uh, playing on the left wing for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Their forwards were absolutely on fire, Sauer and Hornby were just moving them around the field. And then you had Darius Boyd, who at that point, he was just putting on clinic after clinic. If it was a three on three, a three on two, he would peel out, he would peel it off, and you would see Brett Morris score. And he never let Darius down. He was never late on his run. He was never early. He was he was always with the perfect timing. He had the perfect depth. If there was ever a kick there, Brett Morris was leading the chase. And this is what I talk about. Being reliable, and I think it is something that we overlook too often. How frustrating it is when you see your team put on some really good shape and your winger mistimes the run slightly, and it makes the entire play irrelevant. They're too early. It goes behind them. They're they're too late. It flies out in front of them. They're too deep. There are so many things that can go into a winger screwing up 10 guys doing something brilliantly, and then your winger misses by an inch, and the whole thing is irrelevant. Brett Morris, he honestly, he never put his team in that position. He was always on time, on the mark, where he needed to be. 2010 rolled around 25 tries, twenty-five games, scored 20 tries, of course. Yeah, they went on to win the grand final, defeating the Sydney Roosters. It uh, wasn't really Brett Morris's night that night. Well, I mean, when I say it wasn't his night, he wasn't the standout, of course. Jason Nightingale, he scored two or three tries in that game. They obviously targeted Joey Leilua down the other edge. Uh, but a premiership winner in, what, his fifth or sixth year of first grade. 20 tries that season. Another two hat-tricks that season. Um, and all of a sudden, Brett Morris, you know, he's a premiership winner now. He's playing New South Wales. He's playing for the Kangaroos. He is just... God, he was just such a good winger. Look, he stayed at the Dragons for a a number of more years. I mean, the next three years, 10 tries, 14 tries, 9 tries, 14 tries. I mean, when you're averaging 10-odd tries a season, it's unreal. Uh, He then moved to the Canterbury Bulldogs to join his brother Josh. Wasn't um, the most overly successful period for him there, obviously, uh, he joined in 2015. So when he went over there in 2015, of course, the, the Canterbury Bulldogs, they'd already made grand finals in 14 and 12, lost both of them. 15, 16, 17, 18, pretty grim years for Canterbury. I um, mean, you know, Brett managed to score 10 tries on during just one of those seasons. He scored 10 tries in 2016. Playing with his brother, though, pretty special occasion there. I imagine that would have been very special for the both of them. Um, look, always a really good player while at Canterbury. Played a lot of fullback as well, which I really enjoyed. I love whenever Brett Moss jumps into fullback, and you've seen that over the last few years at the Roosters. Just when uh, Teddy goes down or anything happens, he's able to jump in and he's able to do a fantastic job. Now, at the end of 2018, uh, the Sydney Roosters win that premiership 2018, and Brett Morris, he makes the move to the Sydney Roosters for season 2019. Now, for the Roosters... Yeah, he's played a grand total of 38 games. He's scored 30 tries. Now, he signed there when he was like 32, 33, and we all sort of thought, oh, this might be the swan song. one last year at the Roosters, hopefully get a trophy. Here we are, 2021. I think he's 36 years old. Still playing first-grade footy, just doing unbelievable things, and especially the last two seasons. Now, obviously, he got injured the other night, um, and that will be, be his last game this season. Uh, he's played, you know, a grand total of six games this year. He scored eleven tries, eleven tries from six games. Last year he played seventeen games. He scored twelve tries. So at the Sydney Roosters over the last two years, from twenty three games he has scored twenty three tries. At the age he is at, just an incredible competitor, an incredible athlete. It is. I mean, oh, I spoke earlier about how I thought two thousand nine, two thousand ten were his best years, and look. 49 games in those two years, he scored 45 tries, an incredible strike rate, 10 years later, 10 years later, from 23 games, he is scoring 23 tries, it is just unbelievable and yes, tell me he's in good teams, good systems, blah, blah, as I always say whenever I hear this stupid argument, look, it's no shock, good teams, they target bloody good players, because they can You don't accidentally end up in a really good team. It doesn't just fall in your lap. Oh, I landed here somehow. It's no shock. The best players, they are landing at the best teams. And the Sydney Roosters, if they go out to sign you, it says a lot about you. It says a lot about your character and what you have to offer. And the experience that Brett has brought to this team has been unbelievable. Yeah, obviously won the premiership in 2019. Had an unbelievable game, my add. I mean... When you look back at that game and the score sheet, no sign of Brett Morris, but far out. If he wasn't one of the best players on that field, I will give it away. Jack Wyden, he got the Clive Churchill medal that night essentially for how good his kicking game was. He was putting it on an absolute dime. He landed it about 30 centimeters out from the trial line each and every time. He should have got a number of repeat sets. He should have got a number of force dropouts. The sole reason that he didn't was Brett Morris. You go back and watch that game. He was unbelievable, Moz. It is one of the best performances by a winger in a grand final I have ever seen. And look, people, people look at it and go, oh, he didn't score any tries. He normally scores tries. Yeah, he didn't. But he saved three or four. He saved three or four momentum-turning moments where the Roosters, they should have been turning the ball over on their own line. He was unbelievable. The way that he handled kicking game of Jack Whiten that night was sensational. His defense was incredible. And this is the other thing about Brett Morris. We talk about his attacking strike rate, what he's achieved with the ball in hand. In defense, my God. Brett Morris has always just been fantastic. spoke before about being reliable and I think being reliable is one of the most underrated and underappreciated skills in rugby league. I mean, if you could get a team of 13 blokes and just tell me all of them are going to be reliable, they're going to hold the ball, they're going to get through their sets, they're going to kick to corners, they're not going to miss tackles. I'm sorry, do you lose games of football? You know, you, you could go into a game without a Tom Turojevic, without a Nathan Clear, without a James Tedesco. If you had 17 reliable blokes like Brett Morris that all played their position Good God, it's hard to lose. When your team holds the ball and just sticks to their game plan, which Brett Morris does each and every week, you are an extremely difficult team to beat. I absolutely love Brett Morris. I've got so much time for him. He has been such a brilliant player for such a long time. Obviously, in club land, he's been amazing. Um, In the representative scene, also been unreal. Obviously, played for the New South Wales Blues during this era of Queensland dominance. So, pretty tough gig there. 15 games. Only scored four tries in that time. Uh, But, you know, coming up against that Queensland side defensively, They were just unreal, just incredible. Um, But it's for the Kangaroos where Brett really has impressed. I mean, 18 games for the Kangaroos, he scored 23 tries. 18 games, 23 tries. And, yeah, you know what? He has stacked a lot of tries against, um, you know, some average opposition. I mean, there was that one game against the American side. I think he scored four, might have even been five tries. He really carved it up. That night, uh, but he has just been so reliable for so long, Brett Morris, and he's a guy that the Roosters—they are really going to miss this year, no doubt about it. Uh, they've got I- Ikavalu, they've got Sawali in the wings, they've still got Tedesco to come back, so they have got troops to cover this injury, but they don't have troops that can cover the experience Brett brings. Yeah, the reliability in big moments that Brett brings—it's one of those—it's one of those ones that if you if you have Brett Morris outside you and you're a fullback or you're that center, you're that 5'8 or halfback, you don't even have to look. You don't even have to communicate with Brett. You don't even have to have to look at him. You just know that if you pull the strings on the right play, Brett Morris will be there 100%. And, you know, for people that have played footy and understand that, my God, that makes such a difference. When it's one less guy that you have to communicate and you just know that he can see whatever you're seeing and he will be there in that moment. It's unbelievable, especially with the modern game, the shape that they throw when you're trying to force wingers into making bad decisions. You're trying to force defensive wingers into shooting up on you to bite on the shape that you're throwing at them. When you can catch and pass and just know that if you put the ball within two metres of the right area, Brett Morris will be there and he will swallow it. The pass doesn't have to be perfect. He will make it work. He is a brilliant finisher. And it is his game awareness, his match awareness, his footy IQ as a winger that makes the difference for me. I mean, if I had to pick, you know, my team to play, I mean, there's a couple of wingers that, you know what, they probably have more skill than Brett Morris. They probably have more flash, more flair, you know. You're talking your Wendell Sailors, your Takiris, your Semirud Rajas, these sort of guys that... You know, if you were to do it on a skill tester, Brett Morris, he probably struggles to compete with these guys. But footy IQ, footy awareness, reliability, which matters so much in wingers. Brett Morris, Jesus Christ, he is going to be a tough one to top there. Such an incredible footballer. A guy who got so much time for a champion bloke. And I I think it all sums up what happened in his game the other night. Now, he got injured. He was on the other side of the field. We heard the commentary all blowing up, which was completely fair enough. At the time, it looked like amateur hour with uh, them not having the medibank out there to go and get him or a stretcher or anything and hobbled all the way around the field. It took him forever to get there. Looked like he was in a great deal of pain. It it looked pretty clear from the start that it was more than likely an ACL injury. Brett Morris, he turned down the medibank so that he could walk himself around there. And um, it's probably a sign that Brett Morris is aware or believes that his career is probably over. He didn't want to be stretched off. He didn't want to be driven off the field. He wanted to walk off the field himself, which I think says a lot about Boris. It says a lot about his how he understands his legacy in the game. He doesn't want to be a guy that is carried off. He wants to be a guy that walks off in his last game. I think it says so much about Moz. and I believe it was Vossi that was getting really stuck into the system. And completely fair enough, in hindsight, uh, we understand why it was happening. But at the time, Andrew Voss, completely fair. Um, I actually didn't get to watch it live myself, so I heard about it after and watched it. Um, but I just... It just says... It says so much about Brett Morris that the pride that he has in himself in whatever jersey he's wearing, that he didn't want to be stretched off. He wanted to walk off himself. And probably the one thing that has upset me a little bit. Now, look, the, the writing, it is on the wall. I understand that, that Brett Morris, it is more than likely, close to definitely... Going to be his last game of rugby league. He is probably too old to come back from an ACL injury. It is too much to ask of him, and you know I think it's probably more than what he would want to do. He knows he's going to have a gig there at the Sydney Roosters, and there is going to be the wingers for the next five, six, ten, however long Brett Morris stays at the Sydney Roosters, they're gonna that are going to be better for having this guy around. But it has annoyed me a little bit how the media has spoken a lot about Brett Morris's career ending. Um, Look, I understand the writings on the wall. Personally, before we start having that sort of chat, I would love to see Brett Morris come out and confirm that first, that he has retired or that he won't be making a return. And I know it's a small thing, but I just think it's a bit of a respectful thing to be saying. I understand the writings on the wall. I get it. But I would love to hear BMOZ announce it first before we hear the media and everything telling us about it. Look, there there were some scenes from the change rooms after. Where Brett Morris is absolutely distraught, yeah. It's like it's Red Rover. We'll wait until Brett Morris confirms that. But the scenes where he is absolutely distraught and his brother's next to him, and Brett Morris is, I mean, he's not even trying to hold back the tears. He simply can't help himself. And it's one of those things where, you know, I wonder, you know, even with Brett Morris's experience, I wonder if he, this season, like in the back of his mind, knew that one of these injuries, which is – increasingly common in our game. The game is is going at such a fast pace at the moment. I mean, I I don't have the stats on me. I I don't, you know, you'd have to ask the NRL physio, but I would imagine being 35, 36 years old or whatever Brett is in this modern game where it is so quick, probably increased his rate of these injuries potentially. Um, Don't quote me, not a doctor. I'm just assuming there. I wonder if Brett had thought at all about the fact that, you know, I'm one of these injuries away from being Red Rover here. Uh, It's a scary thing to think about. And, you know, to see him after the game, so emotional with his brother, with him. And it's it's a heartbreaking moment to see. You hate to see any player go through it, but a legend of our game like Brett Morris, one of our favourites players to ever play our game. Good God, it is hard to watch. I mean, I don't think there's a single fan that, that could possibly dislike Brett Morris even though he's playing for the Sydney Roosters, even though he's one of these guys the Sydney Roosters went and brought and they've been really successful for him, for for them. Normally, that is a recipe for hatred when it comes to the Roosters when they go and get a really good player and they're really successful with them. Um, You know, sorry if that sounds harsh, but I think that's a fair of the reality of what the Roosters do and how people generally feel about it but Brett Morris and Josh Morris they've just always been champion fellas Um, probably one of my highlights when I think of Brett Morris is that day that Canterbury was playing St. George and there was a bit of a stink that erupted and these two grabbed each other and were throwing punches at each other and whatnot. just fantastic scenes Uh, you know there's that try that Brett Morris scored for the Dragons I want to say it was against the Cowboys Uh, Might have been against the Sharks, sorry, at uh, Shark Park, where they put the kick in. It looked like it was going to the third row of the crowd, and Brett Morris jumps up. Just an unbelievable catch. He was so high in the air. His body was out. He managed to get it down. And, like, look, over the last 10 years, Rugby League has absolutely exploded as far as wingers and what they're able to do and the acrobatics that are going on. And still, I'm not sure if I've seen a better play than that from a winger. It was unbelievable from Brett Morris, and that was before wingers were doing this week in, week out. So there's been plenty of opportunities for that to come since. And I'm still not sure if anyone's topped it in one of those moments. Just unbelievable from B. Miles, a champion footballer, defensively a fantastic guy, and a guy that the Roosters, they're really going to miss. They're really going to miss his experience out there, how reliable he is. And as I said before, reliability, it is such an underrated skill. And we sort of overlook it a little bit. I think we overlook it for the flash and the highlights and the chip over the tops or the barnstorming runs or all the big sidestep, all this stuff. But good God, if you've got a winger that is reliable, it just makes such a difference. It is a massive advantage to have, especially when you're running all your shape, when you know you don't even have to look out to his wing to be able to get to the ball to him. Uh, sensational footballer. God, I've got so much time for Brett Morrison. Fingers crossed it's not the end. Looks like the writing is on the wall. But I'll be waiting to hear Brett Morris announce that. And then we'll go into a bit more detail over his career. The other ACL injury we had the other night was Lindsay Collins. As I said, no doubt about it, they will miss Brett Morris' experience. But up through the middle, Lindsay Collins has been massive for the Sydney Roosters the last 18 months or so. And I really do think they're going to miss him. Jardaria Hargraves, he's doing well. He's probably not the player he was four or five years ago, which is completely understandable. Um, I mean, father time still the undefeated king. Jared Rhea Hargraves is still a quality first grader, well and truly at the level of being able to be a rep footballer, but missing Lindsay Collins is going to be huge. I think Takiaho he's definitely not 100% at the moment either. He's going to get more battered and bruised in the faster game than we've seen before, same as Jared Rhea Hargraves. Lindsay Collins... He was probably the best front row at the Roosters right now this year, and I know that's controversial. I know you got two champion front forwards. Uh, front row forwards that, that I just mentioned before, and Takiaho and Jared Ria Hargroves, but Lindsay Collins, he was doing massive. He was going huge. Him in that Origin series last year was unbelievable. I think he would have been one of the first picked in that Origin team this year. Uh, that's going to really hurt Queensland as well, no doubt about it. He's a guy that I think we sort of overlook because there are a lot of stars in this Roosters team, but he has just been massive. I've got a lot of time for Lindsay Collins, and to be honest with you, and listeners will probably know, I really didn't think he was that crash hot at the start of last year. Year. I didn't see it and egg all over my face how wrong I was. If you would have told me a year ago that I would be sitting here saying Lindsay Collins injured is going to be a massive, massive loss for the Roosters, I would have laughed at you. I would have 100% laughed at you. What he's done, what he's achieved has been unbelievable. And I think the Roosters, they really are going to miss this guy. It's going to be a very interesting season for the Chooks now. Um, I'll talk about the Newcastle Knights later because that loss was so disappointing for them. It wasn't even funny. Look, there's a lot of doom and gloom at the Roosters right now. A lot of guys missing whatnot. There are a lot of silver linings, though, obviously... We've seen what Sam Walker's been able to do. He's been incredible. Um, His passing game is just... I, I, (coughs) I cannot believe how well this kid is going so early. I honestly cannot believe it. It is incredible. I've got so much time and respect for this Sam Walker. He is just doing amazing things that I never thought... And it's not that I never thought he'd be able to do it. I never thought that a teenager... At his age, at his size, would be able to do it. We find out now that he's been playing through injury as well, which is massive. The other thing about it is, it's not like he's got a 5'8 outside him that's really experienced. He's got Drew Hutchinson. He's played a handful of first-grade games. Never really found a consistent spot in any footy team he's ever been in. So Sam Walker is doing unbelievably. you got James Tedesco, who didn't play the other night, missed a big part of the game before, and Sam Walker starred in both of them. I mean, uh, imagine being a teenager, going into a game, knowing you got James Tedesco next to you, then he's gone, and you step up even more. Look at his hookers at the moment. He had Jake Friend. Did he have Jake Friend for a little bit? No, he didn't, did he? Never had Jake Friend. So he was always without experienced... Hookers as well. I mean, he's running at the moment with two guys that haven't really played a heap of first-grade games. One of them's coming back off an ACL. I mean, what he's been able to do is incredible, and he hasn't... The the advantage for Walker is that the Roosters have worked their system around Walker, which is sort of why you've seen a drop-off with James Sinesco in Supercoach, because they're working it around what Sam Walker can do, not what they want him to do. And I think this is what Trent Robinson does better than nearly every other coach. And this is something I talk about quite often, that coaches, they coach the team they want, whereas Trent Robinson, he coaches the team he has. And there's a big difference. Good God, there is such a big difference. You know, you've been watching for the last 15 years, every single team go into their block plays, go into their structures like Melbourne. I've said it for a long time now, it's a copycat league, yeah? Melbourne are successful, let's copy what Melbourne do. All good and well, except you don't have a Cameron Smith or a Cooper Cronk. You simply do not have these two guys that Melbourne have had for so long. Roosters, in the Copycat League, went and got Cooper Cronk. Were able to play similar... Very different to what Melbourne was doing, but similar sort of football, and we're able to achieve with it. Now you start to see these new rules. They're opening. They're opening it right up. You're seeing the Penrith Panthers playing with their own shape, doing their own sort of stuff, and you're going to see other teams start to copycat that. I love what Trent Robinson's doing. He he is just he's playing. He's coaching the team that he has, not the team that he wants. There is a huge difference, and I think he's doing incredibly well. Some other silver lines. Obviously, you've got Joseph Suwala, who's going to debut over the next few weeks. That'll give that'll, that'll bolster their backline. I have no doubt he's going to do well. He'll be able to handle himself. But I think there's another guy in this system that we haven't spoken about for a number of weeks. He has been injured for a number of weeks. He came back on the weekend. It's Adam Kieran. Now, this is a guy I spoke about in the preseason that I didn't believe they would throw him the halfback jersey, and I would have been very interested to see if four or five weeks ago when Sam Walker made his debut if Kieran was fit which way they would go But I think Adam Kieran, he's got a lot to offer. This is a guy with a lot of ability. Uh, I just don't think he's a starting seven. And obviously in this team, he won't be a starting seven. I think he'll be able to play a bit of a versatility role. He'll be able to jump around a little bit. I think he's going to have a lot to offer. He played uh, about 65 minutes on the weekend for North Sydney. Looked really strong. Also kicked goals. I think he kicked five from six goals. So Adam Kieran is a guy that I think is going to come into this team pretty soon. And I think he's going to have a pretty good impact, so keep an eye on him. I wouldn't be shocked to see him be the starting 58 within a few weeks. I think you've got to get him into this team somewhere. You could play him at centre or on the wing or something, but I think they're going to use Suwali and Icavalu to plug those holes. Uh, he did play a bit of hooker the other day. Well, he played the entire game at hooker for North Sydney. Uh, so... Potentially, you could see him and Verrells lining up in the nine. I just think he's got a little bit more to offer. I think he, they're going to turn him into that Mitch Orbison sort of role. Uh, so in your Supercoach draft comps, he could be a guy to get. He's obviously halfback slash 5'8", two positions that are pretty low this year so he could be a good little plug and play there over the next few weeks. You're probably going to have to be patient for a little bit. He's a guy that I've picked up in my competition. I watched him play in the South Wales Cup and was pretty impressed with him and have always been a fan of him. Just didn't think he was going to be their starting seven. I wouldn't be surprised to see him replace Drew Hutchinson over the next few weeks if they drop a few games. I think he's a guy that once he gets into first grade, he won't let anyone down. I wouldn't be shocked to see him stay in that team. Uh, so for the Roosters, devastating losing Brett Morris. His experience is irreplaceable. Lindsay Collins is going to be a massive loss up front. But there are silver linings coming through. And the biggest silver lining, they've got Trent Robinson, one of the very best in the business. Roosters, they're going to be a very interesting team to watch over the next few weeks.